What's going on, you guys? Alhamdulillah. Exciting episode for you guys today. We got our Sheikh Fuad in the building. Uh, Big bro. Allahu Akbar. Uh, Alhamdulillah. Subhanallah. We just got done with a fire discussion. Yeah, bro. I think this was, it has to be our, our it's up there. For it's, sure. It's, it's definitely up there. Yeah. Man, we talked about a lot, man. Uh, you want to dial that in, Abdi, what we talked about? Wallahi, we talked about from halal to haram to parents to what's your household looking like. Um, getting married young but touching on uh, touching a little bit on it but at the same time going back to like how to actually properly do it and Mm. staying away from committing haram Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying we talked about a lot of the relationships we formed before even getting married yeah right and the harms of that both spiritually emotionally mentally physically and and what it can do to you getting into a relationship that's actually going to be long term yeah after nikah and uh, subhanAllah, you know, guys, we there's a lot of things that I benefited from Sheikh Fuad just hearing him. And Facts. I think this will serve as a reminder, not only for ourselves, but many of you guys, inshallah. Very, something very practical, something very insightful, intuitive, you know. So I think the youth will very much appreciate this. So y'all go ahead, tap into this episode. Y'all going to like it. Come Make on. sure you guys like, share, subscribe. You know, if this is benefiting you guys. Give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Give us a Allah. like. Give us a subscribe. Don't forget, y'all. Allah. Incentivize us to keep doing this. Push us to keep doing this. And you guys' support is much appreciated. So, inshallah, y'all I'm tap watching in. You. We're going to holler at y'all. Assalamu alaikum. I'm watching you. Assalamu alaikum. I'm your host, Idris Ali Nasir. And you guys are tuning in to an episode of Talk Ya Haq, the podcast where we discuss the relevant topics impacting us, Muslim Western youth, to better connect with our faith, inshallah. And today, I have my brothers... Come on, Abdikreem Muhammad, second host, man. And alhamdulillah, man, our brother, Rahe our chef. MashaAllah, tabarakallah, Sheikh mm-hmm. Fuad. This is going to be the, I think it's like the second time. Mm-hmm. You know, alhamdulillah, bro. I'm yeah. glad to have Sheikh Fuad on, subhanAllah, for topics that are much needed. You know, yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's one thing to have me and Abdikreem on, but it's another thing to have somebody who's as knowledgeable as someone like Sheikh Fuad to Thanks. really, you know, dial in on the Islamic part, the Islamic knowledge part and uh, things of that nature, subhanAllah, especially such a controversial topic. Yes, yeah, so man, let's not waste no time. Let's get, let's into get right it. into it. Yeah, okay, okay. So, subhanAllah, Sheikh, last time we mm-hmm. talked about getting ready for marriage, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. but there's a component that we need to address, which is that relationship we kind of develop before getting married, before we get married with the opposite yeah. gender, with mm-hmm. our counterpart, you know. Yeah. So, man, just diving straight into it, Sheikh. Mm. This is an issue that a lot of people struggle with because it's not talked about it's controversial um parents elders peoples avoid it and they tend to fall into haram fitna. Yeah. they find out they try to go about it their own way and obviously you know it don't work out mm-hmm. so sheikh i want to ask us all you know yeah um what is it that you know when how were we first exposed to this idea of relationships outside of marriage yeah good. You know? yeah, yeah, oh, good. okay um this is like the way I got introduced to it was pretty much again shows like as a kid growing up going coming home watching cartoons either cartoons or you know Disney Channel right uh I remember the show that really introduced me to it I would say it's uh Boy Meets Wor- uh Boy, Boy Meets, Meets World, World. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that was the first one that really introduced me into it uh mm. and I just remember a funny story when I was a kid um there was a girl. Yeah, the story. Wait, you old enough? You old enough to remember Boy Meets World? Yeah. How old were you that time? I was like, what? That's wild. You was into romance stuff? No, I was like, hey man, ten, <laughs> ten, eight. It used to come on Disney Channel, so I just used to watch it. You know, it was lit. Yeah, yeah. So what's Very it good called? Show, I remember. Yeah. Mm. Um. You watched it too? 
now, yeah, recently. What was that? What is Boy Meets World is it's, it's basically, you know, a sitcom of a young kid, you know, coming into life. Yeah. Mm, you know? Okay, gotcha. That's you. really what it is. Like, he's meeting a, the world. And then what happens in it? Is so it? I think the first episode, there's a relationship. Yeah. Oh, okay. I remember, like, the first few episodes, him and Topanga. Yeah, Topanga, yep. yeah. Uh, he, falls in, he, lo- he falls in love with a girl named Topanga. Mm. So pretty much he's introduced to the world of manhood. Um, yeah. That's so what it was it, about. It, like, his, his life, you know, going through. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha, living gotcha. American. That, that's what it was. Gotcha. And then pretty much there was a girl I liked in elementary school. And then I asked my mom one day, uh, for some odd reason, I said, Mom, where did babies come from? <laughs> and the way she explained it to me was she eats a boiled egg. Mm-hmm. A woman eats a boiled egg and therefore she becomes pregnant. pregnant yeah. So I asked my mom if she could pack extra boiled eggs for me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so I took it to class. I, I took it to school. It was recess. And mm-hmm. I seen this girl and I went up to her and I said, hey. Uh, I like you a lot. Can you have my babies? Give <laughs> eggs. You know? Because that's the way, like, I, w- I always thought was yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. that the process is, you meet you somebody, like her, you give time. her eggs, boom, there's your kid. You that's know? it. Now you're stuck together There forever. you go. That's how I used to think, you know? <laughs> Man, so, homie probably still needed help using the bathroom, but he was ready to have a baby. Yeah. Man, like, third grade. Bro, third I swear to God. It's third grade, right? Yeah, third mm-hmm. grade. Look at that, okay. Well, you was young, bro. Mm-hmm. That's young, young. I was really young, bro. Mm-hmm. But I just, I know. And at that age, like you was innocent, so you didn't yeah, know. I, yeah, I didn't yeah, know yeah. where. Yeah. Like I just knew, like oh, yep, like you find somebody attractive, you know. Right. That's something I don't think you can control and be like, oh yeah, I don't think she's cute, so I'm gonna look away. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't that. If she, you know, is attractive, so like, oh, boom, grabbed my eggs. Oh, I was rejected by the way. She ran away. Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. Oh, for you sure. got to run away after that. Yeah. Oh, she's freaking out. Why is this guy giving me boiled eggs? You know. So but I, wonder, like, I, I guarantee you, she also believed that she was like, if I eat this, I'm about to have his babies. Yeah. <laughs> so he's like, no. Nope. I have no but idea. Look, also in third grade, bro, like I know that for us, there was something called cooties. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. No, I didn't really. Cooties was never. I'd follow, attracted somebody. just boiled eggs. Uh, hey, man. That was me. Hey, times know? have changed, brother. Yeah. Hey, hey bro. <laughs> How about you? No, no, for me, I think like middle school. Middle right, school. When you start seeing actual relationships, mm. like you see boyfriend, girlfriend. Yeah. Even if it's like a week or two, things, you know, like people start talking about it uh, mm-hmm. much more. Right. Um, like I still remember the first couple I met. I think it was like an abusive relationship or something. Abusive relationship for sure. Because wow. the kid always had a cast and. Uh, oh, he was getting <laughs> knocked out. <laughs> I don't know, but <laughs> all I know is they would break up and they would get back together. Like in the morning, they would break up. Afternoon, they'll get back together. I like that. So whatever I think about relationship, mm. these two kids that I went to middle school with—that's right. the first image that comes to my mind. Mm. You know, and then obviously you go home, you watch TV. Right. Early on, like this is there. Right, mm-hmm. the boyfriend, the girlfriend. Yeah. How about you, man? Man, subhanAllah, bro. Much like you guys, bro. Just like in middle school, in elementary, mm-hmm. start seeing this relationship that you start seeing. Yeah. Even before you even have any type of urges, yeah. Mm-hmm. people was already acting like they was yeah, holding having hands. holding hands, kissing on the cheek. You'll see kids doing this, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we talked about it earlier. It's like the conditioning, how we've all been conditioned that this is normal, this is okay. Yeah. And then, you know, like our episode, Chef, we talked about getting ready for marriage. Mm-hmm. And then you talked about the practical way, the right way. Yeah. yeah. And then we have our audience who are saying, bro, like I'm hearing you, but like I'm, I'm relating with what I'm, I, yeah, like the same thing, like, I, like I'm not hearing you, bro. And also some listeners hit up me and they was like, yo, I relate with Abdi, how he said like, bro, I hear you guys, but that's not what's happening on the ground. Yeah. What's happening on the ground, Chef, is this haram relationships, mm-hmm. the dating, you know? Mm-hmm. And this is why we're talking about this, Chef, you know, yeah. like this this side of 
you know, that is not really talked about, that's kind of sweeped under the rug by our parents, by our communities. Yeah. But, Shaq, I want to ask you, man, like, we have this beautiful thing called marriage, nikah, right? Yeah. So I want to ask y'all, like, why are people choosing haram relationships over something halal, like nikah? What is uh, it that's incentivizing the youth? Man? Uh, okay, uh, like incentivizing, obviously, it's, it's to fulfill your desires, mm-hmm. right? And the purpose of marriage is there for you to do that in a, you know, God, like Sharia legislated way. Yeah. Dating, it's the other alternative. Like think about today, if someone comes to you, they want to get married, mm. right? And you have to think, even them coming to you and saying, I want to get married. Yeah. It First, they have to understand like this is an option there. Mm-hmm. And then if you look at our homes, when is the first time we even hear about marriage? When is the first time like, do our parents talk to us about it? Mm, right? It's, it's not age. in middle school. It's not in high school. It's yeah. later, bro. It's much later. Mm-hmm. So what does that do to you? Like, you don't even mm. think about marriage. All you see around you is what? These it's haram relationships. Haram relationships. Yeah. This boyfriend and girlfriend. And your parents don't talk to you about that. Mm-hmm. They don't. So you have to, you know, look somewhere else. And then the people that you're hanging out with mm. or the people that you're going to school with, yeah, all of them have boyfriend and girlfriends, right? So, like you, like what? What are you going to be thinking? This is the only way to do it. There's no other way. Mm. I'm 12. I'm 13. I'm 14. I can't get married, right? I don't even know what marriage is at this point. Yeah, but hey, he, my friend Mike got a girlfriend, right? And then sometimes my friend Ahmed got a girlfriend, Mm. right? So I have, I I have to do something. I like this girl. I'm attracted to her. Mm. Oh, so I have to get a boyfriend girlfriend now, Mm -hmm. right? So that's that's. Like that's the real issue with it. Right. It's mm. it's, it's the easy way out. Right? Mm. It's the easy option to fulfill those you know, needs. You want to? You want? What's your perspective on this? My perspective is kind of what he said. It's like you know when you like see somebody doing something, and you're like, oh yeah, that's cool, and you like the fitting the fitting in part. Mm. But at the same time, I can't blame him because even at home, they're not being educated about. Oh yeah, this is how you do it. Right. Or even let's say. Like, I've seen so many sheikhs talk about, oh, yeah, haram relationship, but they never really go into it and say, oh, yeah, this is a specific way. You like this woman, this is how you go about it. Right. You know what I mean? They don't really guide you. Even in, like, if you go, like, let's say if you're walking in school where, like, a Muslim parent sees you and they're like, mm, look at that kid. He's with a girl. Why is he doing that? Right. But it's like, you can't really blame him for doing that. And you can't blame the people, like, the westernized, like, Americans, like the you know the non-Muslims, right? Because they've grew up doing this, mm-hmm. and just because we fall into it, you can't really blame them. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that's the way when I you take say it. Blame, like for me, bro. For me, when it comes to blame, well, I, I say I hear what you're saying. Yeah, you're saying that the circumstance, the environment is overwhelming. Yeah. But at the same time, us as like we need to take accountability for our own actions at the same Fact, time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like no matter if we've been pressured or whatever, you know, you do. It's you. It's yeah. like nobody can force you to do something. Mm-hmm. And I remember I was talking to you guys about this. Like we talk about parents. Like, yeah. for example, what did a lot of people in the community? We were talking about this not too long ago, how those in the community will either say, man, just wait, you know, wait till you finish high school. OK, yeah. obviously. And then they'll say no. And then you wait till you get your degree. Mm-hmm. And it mm-hmm. can be parents. But Abdi, I know you mentioned like some partners, either the man. Or the sister yeah. will make it difficult with their expectations, yeah. with their standards. You want to elaborate? Because I know you touched on that a little bit. What's it called? Um, like, I showed Idris the other day a video of um, Chris Rock, and he said something so profound. It was very interesting. He was like, mm-hmm. women, children, and 
animals are loved with unconditional love, mm-hmm. but a man is loved with a condition that he provides. Well, he do something, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you yeah. have to like that man has to bring something to the table in order mm-hmm. for me to say, "Oh, I love you." You get yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. But nowadays, it's not even that case. Mm-hmm. Now, women expect a man to be a millionaire just to love him. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So it's like, oh, he's got to, on top of that, because here's the thing. Back home, mm-hmm. to get married, way easier than over here. Yeah. Because over here, it's a two-income, like, I remember someone was telling me, to live in America, it's a two-income household. Yeah, you need Where yeah. a man has to actually get a real job that's willing to provide for his family. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So pretty much, in that case, the woman now expects more. Mm-hmm. Oh, I need 30,000 mehr. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I need a 25K wedding where I have, I feel like I'm, you know, just the best mm-hmm. wedding you could ever have. And then the nikah. The man doesn't even control the nikah. It's the woman. Yeah. I need this to look a certain way. I need you yeah. to sit this way. You know what I'm saying? So what are you so, saying? What do you think like the men's reaction to that? I feel like it's overwhelming for him. It's like, oh, bro, like, why am I, I here? Yeah, like, why am I going through all this? Mm. I could just talk to Vanessa and I'm chilling. I'm good. So, I, she just, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. She don't need she, nothing. She didn't ask me for 40K. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. She just wanted me to take her to McDonald's and yeah, we're good. good. <laughs> the value you know? bill. <laughs> yeah, you know? <laughs> you know what I mean? But like, it's so no, simple. It really is like that though. Like, you know what I'm saying? It really is like Allah that, bro. So Subhanallah. Like, that's this the... This just shows you how shaitan has oh. made the halal so difficult mm-hmm. and made the, and you can see it's not even like a metaphor it's like what we're witnessing yeah, yeah. yeah. you know what I'm yes. saying and so like it's like I can't really like if like if you're put under that immense pressure mm-hmm. it takes so much courage for you to be like Especially you know as what as a young man exactly as you a young man like a lot from a young brother mm-hmm. you know what I'm you saying because you have needs I'm sorry mm-hmm. to say it's the truth they, yeah. men have needs women have needs as well yeah. mm-hmm. but if those if she, if you don't meet her standards and she don't meet your standards, a Vanessa will. You know what I mean? So, man, subhanAllah. That's very scary, Sheikh, man. Like, well, what's your reaction to that first off the rip, man? But, I know okay. we're just getting real, like, right away. Yeah. No, Allah, it's very sad, right? It's um, So, the problem is the fact that, like, marriage, it's so difficult. Mm-hmm. And whenever something's difficult, right. you always look for the easier thing to do. Yeah. Because whether marriage is hard or easy, the desires are there. Mm. So now you have two options. I can fulfill my desires through marriage mm-hmm. or I can fulfill my desires through dating mm. or, or some other forms. Yeah. You look at these two things and in your mind you're telling yourself, even like you're, you're a religious brother, right? You have a little bit of fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And mm-hmm. Like you actually want to do this thing. Mm-hmm. You're going to run into a lot of problems, right? The first thing is you have to convince your own parents you have to get married. Mm. Yeah. That's going to take some time. Now, you have to convince the girl, like, yo, we should get married. And I might be just in high school. I'm in 10th grade, but these desires, I can't control them. Mm -hmm. Then on top of that, the whole actually getting married is very tough. So do you want to go through that? Or, like the brother said, go to Vanessa. Mm. And that's like, what do you really have to do? Especially like these times, yeah. Like, do you even have to take it to McDonald's? <laughs> mm. right? Like, do you really now have to do that? Like, really think about it. These apps, bro. Yeah, where people are doing right. And then, doing you know, where are you going next? As easy as it is, as it is to order food. Yeah, Allah. And this is the the environment of our society, bro. And man, Allah, to me, also, you was scary. But mm-hmm. I, I had I had an interesting thing in my head. Yeah, go ahead. Like how you said, if you're a sophomore and stuff like that, right? Yeah. But if you think about it. Mm-hmm. Like when you look at that, 
like that term of like getting married mm-hmm. like let's say i'm 21 right yeah and i were to marry a girl in high school mm-hmm. i'm looked down upon even in my own community yeah because they're like whoa you're dating someone who's a minor mm-hmm. you get what i'm saying yeah. so it's like that public shame as well so it's mm-hmm. like it's even so hard even in our community to be like even let's say if you see if you see two a 16 two 16 year old get married right mm-hmm. it's like not only are you being shamed by your own community where they mm-hmm. should be proud of you mm-hmm. but at the same time it's like that judgment is like so which allow you like it like you feel so like how do i say weak like yeah. oh bro they're talking a mess about mm-hmm. me like, no, i think i saw like i don't know if you guys saw this but i think a couple of months back there was uh the, there was like two young kids that got married i think they were 16 yep right and they got married about. yeah and the the shame didn't really come from outsiders Mm. Right, the shame came from Muslims. Like, why yeah. are they getting married this young? Like, really think about that. Would they have the same reaction if these guys were in a haram relationship? They wouldn't, because we see a bunch of those and nobody's worried. Yeah, nobody says right? nothing. Like you would have, as a parent, right. you would have your son be in a relationship with like your neighbor two doors down. Yeah, and both of you are Muslims, and this is like, it's whatever. Exactly. But if both of them came to you and said, "We want to get married," yes, like. All of these things, like, what the heck, you, you're 16. Mm. What are you thinking about getting married? Mm-hmm. Right? So even, like, if at that age you want to get married, right. the hardship is, like, we're not going to let you do that. Yeah. Right? Because like, it's like we're so Americanized. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. And this is really the American culture, right? Yeah. American what is culture. the American culture? Date until you're 35 and then hopefully get married. Yeah. Really, wow. that's what it is. And you really have American culture. Mm. You would really have people live together for 10 years and they're not married. Yeah. Mm. And then they'll get married after. But right, you know right. what's the scary thing? Subhanallah, mm-hmm. like, what's so scary is the fact that like our parents are transitioning and adapting that culture. I mean, you really don't have a choice. You know, like, yeah. But like, it's like, when it comes to culture, how how does like how you really only need like three generations for assimilation to be complete, mm. right? So if, the longer a person stays here, the more Americanized they become. Yeah. And if you really think about our parents, right, this is just a realization that I've come to recently. Mm. You know, we think our parents are really old, right, when we think about them. Mm-hmm. But if you really look at it, most of our parents, they've spent majority of their lives in America. Mm. Not outside, not back home. Because, mm-hmm. like, wh- when did your parents come to America? Literally, how old do you think they, they were? were? The, they were my younger than me, right, for how old I am right now. Okay. So they if are. They were, they've been in America longer than they, they've known outside. Mm. So you really think about it is these, no matter how African they might seem to you, yeah. these are Americans. Mm. And then imagine yourself. Right. Like you've been here this whole time. Yeah. How Americanized are you now? And imagine Even, like, your kids imagine, after. Forget your kids, your younger siblings. Mm. Right? Like how, how Americanized are they? Yeah. Mm. Right? So that's what we have to understand. So to them, like these type of things have just become normal. Yeah. Right? Like this is part of America. My son is dating. My daughter's dating. Yeah. Right? Except for a few people that are like, even though this is the culture, mm-hmm. we're Muslims. And we have these standards that need to be kept. Yeah. Right? And that's really a few people. Right. So to me, that that's like the most craziest thing is the fact that like even not only us are transitioning, it's like our parents are like, it's so normal to be like, oh, Abdiallah, mashallah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, whoa. So it's like you're encouraging mm-hmm. a haram relationship rather than be like, hey, he's talking to you. You got to get married. 
Tell them, come here. Talk yeah. to me about marriage. Okay. How about we give the... Okay. Now we talked about the what the forces at play. Yeah. Right? We got the society. We got the family. We got the culture, the custom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there's a mindset that I really need to address right now. Mm. We yeah. need to address. Mm. Which some of us say, you know what? Look, I hear you about getting married and all that. Yes, it's hard. Mm-hmm. But some of them actually say, you know what? I don't want to get married without dating. I want to mm. start dating. You know why? Because how am I supposed to know somebody unless without I'm dating? dating? So there's that belief as well that I need to, you know, they see divorces left and right. Yeah. The sisters are going, I'm seeing single mother left and right. You think I'm just going to marry this guy because he wants me? Mm. So they're saying, I want to get to know you. I want to see if we're compatible. There's guys who are saying, man, what if the sister is a little bit, you know, wild? wild. What if she, yeah. you know, I want to see how she moves. I remember someone was telling me, they said, yo, Dries. I said, yeah. I said, bro, like, I hear you about what you're saying about, like, the right approach and all that. But, bro, it's like, a sister can tell you whatever. A brother could tell you whatever before you get married. Mm-hmm. But once you're in it, that's when you really start seeing it. So they said, I actually prefer going on dates. I said, why, why would you do that? He said, because when I'm with the person, she could act all religious. But when I'm with her, I can see, is she all, like, touchy-touchy? Is she getting too close to me? Mm-hmm. He can He's sensing her vibe, right? Yeah. So what I'm trying to get at is there's people who try to, they actually perceive dating, this mm-hmm. like completely, they adopted this as a, pre, a prerequisite to something that's supposed to be halal, yeah. right? Yeah. So, and that's but, supposed to please Allah. Yeah. But I want to ask you, man, what, what is the, man, how do you guys interpret this, man? I got the perfect answer for you. Mm. Let's get it. You know, there's been research done on the success of marriages mm-hmm. through the Western ways, you know, finding love, dating them, falling in love with them. And then the, like, they call it the arranged marriage, where you marry someone that your parents suggested you marry. Mm-hmm. And the marriages that are successful, more successful, are not the Western ones, where you fall in love with them, where you date them, and you actually get it. Mm-hmm. Right? And this was like, we, we, we were in the class with the professor, and the students, they asked, they said, like, how is that possible? How, like they don't even love each other they were told to get married they decided to get married mm. how is how do they have more love than when you fall in love with someone and then you marry them and he gave a very perfect answer he says you know the american way the western way of getting married mm-hmm. is when you love somebody you marry them mm. but in order for you to get to that point where you love someone you have to go through like there's things that have to be done you have to know so them. So you have to really know them. So that time you're spending dating, mm-hmm. you're building up like all this love relationship until you get to the peak, which is you love them and they love you. Mm. And then after that, where do you go? Like really, where is the marriage going after that? Mm. You've experienced everything. You've loved them. And then in the marriage now, when the issues come up, the thing is falling. Mm. right? But the other way, the non-Western way of two people getting married because... Like, they don't know anything about each other and they get married. Yeah. Right. Love is not going to come at the beginning. Love is going to come later. Mm. So before that marriage starts falling down, there's this time where they're happier. Mm. Right? So you want to date before? You are ruined. One, it's haram. Right? Mm. Two, <laughs> you are like, even through the Western eyes, you're making your chances of this marriage being successful worse. Mm. you are going to get divorced so sure i want you to really drill in that point about the haram part yeah. what aspects of dating makes it completely haram in islam can we <laughs> okay. dive that into that okay so, just to really drill yeah, it yeah. in you know like you know, well, whenever we use the word haram yeah 
what does it really mean? Like, what does it mean f- for you to be committing something haram? Yeah. The easiest way to understand haram is that you doing this action results in you getting bad deeds. Okay. Right? You do this thing, that's haram. You're going to be punished for it. Mm-hmm. We know that drinking, right? drinking alcohol is haram. Yeah. When you drink alcohol, that you be, you're going to be punished for that thing you've done. Okay. And then, you know, there are some things where you're like always in a constant state of sinning. Or bad mm. deeds. Now, when you look at dating, what makes it haram is one, can you talk to a woman in that type of way that's not married to you? Mm. You can't. Mm-mm. Can you touch a woman? No. A non-mahram woman or can a woman touch a non-mahram man? She can't. Right? The Prophet ﷺ, he said, it would be better that an iron rod goes through my head than him touching a woman that's not a mahram for him. Meaning mm. a woman that doesn't have relations, whether it's through marriage or whether it's through family, mm. right? So this is what the Prophet is comparing, you know, touching a woman, a non-mahram mm-hmm. woman. And then, obviously, in dating, there's a touching. The biggest thing that makes it haram is what is the goal of dating? Like, what's the point of it? Mm. For you to fulfill your desires. Yeah. Mm. And can you do that outside of marriage? No. Mm. No. Haram. So you talking to them? In that type of way, touching them. When you say that type of way, yeah, what takes it from? I'm trying to get to know this girl. Yeah, I'm trying to see like, is she going to make a suitable partner? Mm-hmm. To okay, I'm really transgressing here. Okay, where's so, that? Where's those boundaries? Okay, you were married once, right? Yeah. When you talk to your wife before you married her, right? All of those things that she told you. Was it true or was it false once he got married? Hey, bro, that's kind of hot. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, I'll tell you. That's okay, kind of hot. I've been married eight years. Uh-huh. For me, Akhi, the things I told my wife and the things she told me before right. we got married, Right. straight cap. All right, <laughs> 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 <Why>, straight cap. <laughs> that was really... <laughs> Akhi, if, if I was the husband I told I my know. wife I was going to be, and if she was the wife that she told me she was going to be, Akhi, yeah, bro, I'd be, I'd be in cloud nine. Allah, and that's every single person, every single yeah. person. Because no, think about it like this, man. When you go to a job interview, mm. what are you telling them? You try what to, they sp- yeah, 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 yeah. You try <laughs> to sound professional. What, what? So in the back of your mind, you're thinking, what is the best way for me to get this job? Mm. So you're not thinking of Like I'm really telling them Who I am mm. When they ask you What are your strengths And your weaknesses Even your weaknesses You're going to mention Things that You know I'm too honest <laughs> things you know, like I'm that. Yeah. Much hard work, <laughs> yeah You know what I mean I, 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 I don't know how to have A work life balance Because I love working too much <laughs> Right yeah. And when you're talking to a girl To get married It's the same thing the same mm. exactly. You are going to paint The perfect image of you Allah And she's going to do the same mm. So even like how well do you really know someone by mm. dating them? You really can't. If you don't live with somebody, like you, yeah. Subhanallah. You know? Me- Wallah, that so is. think about it like that, Akhi. You, you like, there's no amount of times where you're talking to a sister. Yeah. And you want to marry her. Yeah. Right. Where both of you are being truthful. Mm. Okay. Well, they're straight capping, brothers. Come on. Here, here's the question I had yeah. with that situation. Yeah. Now, Everything you said is correct. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? There's some that's like impermissible. You can't really do haram relationships. Yeah. It's not allowed. No matter what it is, you you can't. You know, you can't sneak mm-hmm. behind it or you can't. It's just straight up, right? Yeah. But here's the thing. We live in a world where 
that ain't really gonna happen. To keep quite mm-hmm. honest with What's you, not gonna happen. like being in a halal relationship, especially living in a westernized country, is so much harder than you well, expected not, okay, to be. I hear what is, you're saying, but let's not approach it like that. Because I have to no. really say it's not gonna happen. It comes from a defeatist. No, it's not mentality. being like a defeatist let's type of thing. Like it, it's it, me being honest. Like it's hard. Like it's hard. No, no, but but look at it like this too, though. So. Is, look, is there yeah. no look? You you only really have one option. Yeah. There's no such thing as a halal relationship if it's not marriage. Yeah. No. 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 Right? Yeah, that's right. true. Okay. But is there a way of like, let's say when you said the arranged marriage, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. A lot of people are against it, mm-hmm. like, especially in like people our age, the youth. They're like, I'm not finna marry somebody I don't know. That's just weird. You know what I mean? But regardless, okay. you don't no, know them. Yeah, you'll know them. But you, that's the mindset know, that you, they have. If you spent years, yeah, dating this person, yeah. They'll be different once you move in the house. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So you know, they, they will be. They here's the thing, though: is there a halal way going about it? Like, okay, can I? Not, I really want to. I want. I really yeah. want to. Because before we like start getting into like the different levels and like yeah. the harm and stuff like yeah. that, yeah. about our relationship, because there are a lot. Mm-hmm. I really want to dial the point about like this idea about relationships in our time, because the modern way of how we approach relationships, well, like, this is actually very new. Yeah. Like if we look at it in terms of like human. Uh, culture History, yeah. mm-hmm. this is very new our approach to marriage mm-hmm. and you know subhanallah i was reading a book about this and it was a therapist she's like a um she's a counselor for relationships and i'm doing my research about this and she said you know historically marriage was an economical and like political and like even religious institution yeah mm-hmm. and then you know recent i'm talking a couple hundred years ago it shifted mm-hmm. into more like they romanticize this idea of like where you marry someone for love. Back then it was like, he got this property. I give you a certain amount of camels. It's family. He, this family has status. They got, pr- mm-hmm. it was this type. And then now it's like, you know, I want to get to know him. What's the, do we love each other? And then, yeah, it seems like on paper, oh, wow, this is liberating. But what was the results of that? If we look at it right now in the book, I was like, wow, what is the results? Relationships, bro, is this marriage, the institution is becoming laughable with mm. the divorce rates. With kids being brought, brought in broken up homes, single moms mm-hmm. with kids, mm-hmm. single, single fathers. fathers. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, so I'm saying, bro, what are the results of this modern approach to relationships? If it's so liberating, yeah, why aren't the outcomes favorable? Allah, this is something we have to dial in. Mm-hmm. So when we see people coming from a defeatist mentality, not, yeah. that's not you, but our culture, yeah. where we saying, you know, I want to take this approach, you know. You have to acknowledge that it's not working. It's really not working though. <laughs> but for the people that made it <laughs> and that are good at it, man, I just, I really try <laughs> but to here's it, that home. Yeah, like you know? to what you were saying, you know what I'm saying? Like, yes, it's not working, but at the end of the day, there's something that happens in between that. Men and women fulfill their desire, and that's the thing that they don't want to stop. Okay. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? That is, that's that really is. what it is. That is very true. Right. You know? Uh-huh. So it's like if you're getting something that you supposed to be getting it in a halal way, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. What would what would make you want to stop it? Okay. So now, perfect. That's a perfect transition. Let's talk about the harms. Like, let's really get into it. And I really want you, Sheikh, to elaborate. What are the harms of haram relationship? You know, we're going to talk spiritually. We're going to talk about emotionally. And physically. And physically. So that, you know, some of us, we need a reason. Yeah. So let's just kind of give our input and our experience about okay. what's the harms of haram relationships. Um, I think... Let's start with what people can understand. Mm. Haram relationships, they obviously there's the like the spiritual aspect of it. Like the Prophet ﷺ, he tells us a believer does not commit zina except while he's doing it, iman is removed from him and is placed on top of his head. 
And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala decides whether to give back that iman when he's done or to withhold it. Mm. Now imagine when you're committing zina. Right? This, is, this is the result of being in haram relationship. When you're committing zina, there's a chance that your iman will never come back. Like you will become a kafir. All iman will be taken from you. Not the act that's taking you away. Mm. Right? It's, it's not just you committing zina. That means like, okay, khalas, this person is a kafir now. Right, this person is not a Muslim no. But the fact that Iman will be removed from you And how do you like? What does it mean for Iman to be removed from you People that commit zina This, this, this is not usually You know, you, you don't wake up one morning and say Khalas that's it I'm about to go commit zina mm. you, Things lead up to zina So the smaller sins that you're doing The punishment for it Is the zina that you're going to commit And this is one of the major sins that you're committing And if you commit it one time It doesn't stop at one time Mm. You're in a haram relationship Like you said This is to fulfill your desire So you're really gambling On your iman mm. Right And you don't want To ever do that Like you don't want Like you want iman To be inside of you mm. <laughs> You don't want iman outside And then So like this is really The spiritual aspect of it And we know that For every sin A person does There either has to be Tawbah that's com- You know Done for it Or there will be Punishments for it mm. And then zina This is something That actually has an Islamic punishment for it, mm. right? The two unmarried people, when they commit zina, you have to lash them. When you don't get lashed in this dunya, that punishment is waiting for you in the akhirah. Mm. And how many people do you know that actually ever transition from being in a haram relationship yeah. to going to a halal relationship? Mm. Like, like, you don't really see that. Well, do you? You don't. What if I told you that there are Muslim youth that mm-hmm. are... You know, holding hands, going on dinner. I don't mm-hmm. know why what they're doing. I pray the best that they, you know, that from zina. Yeah. Zina and other like close mm-hmm. to Zina. Um, but then you'll see them getting on one knee, like the American culture has taught them, where they hold the hand before the nikah. And for me, I always like, you know, I don't, I try not to judge them, but I'm like, subhanAllah, it freaks me out. Like mm-hmm. we turned a halal institution into something that's like completely forbidden, yeah. something that mimics the Kufar. Mm-hmm. So, Sheikh, like when you say we don't see a transition, but we do see that. We see them mixing it as mm-hmm. a precursor to halal. Okay. Yeah. So, so, this is my first question. If, so, if two people commit zina, can they get married? Oh, man, that's all you, bro. <laughs> right? Like, one, this is what I've seen personally, right? You would have two people that are dating. Yeah. Someone ends up being pregnant. Hmm. And their parents, what do they rush for? Marriage. They rush for marriage. Islamically, is this a valid marriage? It's I not. It's, this is not a valid marriage. You can't marry someone while they're pregnant. And when a person commits zina, their punishment is not only lashing them. It is to separate them for a year. So when we actually even see them transition from that haram relationship to this marriage, mm-hmm. for the rest of their lives, they're committing zina. Think about that. <laughs> like, really think about that. Because their nikah was not valid. Because she was pregnant. Either she was pregnant or oh, okay. these are people that are coming zina together. They, they should but is it something there. that the like the imam that's like uh, issuing the nikah, mm-hmm. are they like aware? Yeah. You know, this is actually like a very recent phenomenon. Before, we wouldn't, like imams wouldn't even think that's possible. Wow. Like someone's going to bring someone that's married, like pregnant to us to get them married. Mm. So now... Because people have seen, and the imams find out later, right? So now what happens is when you ever you bring someone to get married, you're going to be asked, is this woman pregnant? Mm. 
Because if she is, you can't get her. You can't do the nikah. Ah, oh, okay. All right, so now they ask these questions. But somehow, you know our people, they'll find a loophole. To, they'll find someone that'll do it. And they'll, they won't tell him, like, this is really what's happening. Right. Right? And this, this person will end up doing the nikah. But at the end of the day, this this is something that is, like, you are in a state of committing zina for the rest of your life. Even after? Even oh, after so that you would nikah. have to re-get married yeah. after she gives yeah. birth. Mm. Like really think about that So when we actually say We see them transitioning From haram to halal mm. In our minds Yes they're doing that right. But in reality That's not what's happening mm. You know And that's like The worst part of it Like right. It's too late for you Now to try and get made Subhanallah You know okay. So Shaykh Like yeah. some people Like they need to fear this Well like, they need to adjust this Because I know They're also The punishment for people in Jahannam that's waiting for those mm-hmm. who have committed zinna. Mm-hmm. Like I heard Wallah Shaykh, like I'm not even trying to act like I know these hadiths on top of my mm-hmm. head, but like about them being like hung from their, from their things, private yeah. parts, yeah. from their from their org these organs, mm-hmm. right? These these parts of their bodies. And I'm mm-hmm. just like, it's so graphic in my head. Mm-hmm. And, and if that doesn't more if that doesn't horrify you, Wallahi, I don't know what will. Yeah. But subhanAllah, I, I think people need to reconsider. And also, Shay, I also want to address from the emotional side. Like, uh, mm-hmm. what can that do to you? Like, having gone through, like, separation and within yeah. a marriage, mm-hmm. that was tough. Imagine people who, subhanAllah, they're in the relationship as if they married. And then they go through what is not formally recognized as a divorce, a breakup. Mm-hmm. A breakup, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's not recognized as such, but they go through very similar feelings, emotions. But mind you, they feel this over and over, over and yeah. over through these, you know, haram relationships. Mm-hmm. And what does that do to you when you're ready to get into a relationship? Okay. Psychologically. Bro. So psychologically, before you even get to that point, right. you know breakups? Mm-hmm. They lead to what they call situational depression. Wow. Right? Mm. So you actually will become depressed. Mm. You will feel extreme sadness and extreme anxiety yeah. from being in a breakup. Okay. And it can take anywhere between six months to a year mm. for you to fully recover from that that trauma that you've experienced of being broken up mm. of this person that two days ago you told him you loved him now he's my set up to you mm. right like you are going to go and you know trauma it builds up over time yeah and it continues to get worse and worse and worse so what ends up happening is if you don't address it yeah, especially don't address a lot it, of people right? are not addressing it so what, what ends up happening is you have like at the worst end of it is you end up with you know a situation of depression. Yeah. Right. And and this is like an actual disorder that you're going to have, mm-hmm. that you need to talk to somebody and sometimes get medication for it mm-hmm. because wow. someone broke your heart. Wow. Right. And then the next time that you are getting in a relationship, and those things are coming close, what do you think happens? Now imagine a person that's gone through five halal relationships before they get married. Mm. Psychologically, where are they? They're in a very very bad place. Yeah. Because of all this heartbreak that they have to deal with, mm-hmm. right? Whether it's the boy or the girl, right? This is like you, you, you are mentally. This is damaging to you. Wow. Even just like a divorce is mentally damaging, right? Yeah. And this is on top. Like divorce is a little bit worse because now you have to think of like not just Kids. your emotional well-being, like right. financially you're suffering. Yeah. You know other ways that you're going to be suffering. Yeah. Right? And even in the eyes of society, you're going to be like this is a divorced person now. Mm. And obviously the sisters suffer you know, more than men. Like That title never goes away from you. Yeah. Even if you get married. SubhanAllah. A divorcee, society will always look at them as being a divorcee. Mm. Even if multiple marriages, this girl is still a divorcee. Yeah. Right? And 
like you are going to be going through all of these things there's also like uh, i wanted to address like a different type of point of view from like let's say like the mentally uh, the mental aspect of mm-hmm. like let's say for a person who does commit zina multiple times mm-hmm. but he does it from um from like you know going to woman to woman to woman to woman right that is deadly bro and the time that he decides to get married i feel like that also affects him when he is married in terms of satisfaction yeah with the spouse because it's like if she doesn't do what you're used to used to doing so it's like you're not enjoying it you get what i'm saying so that becomes very dangerous as well because it's like that can also like mess with the woman's psyche and at, at the same time you're the yours. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just because she don't know how to fulfill your t- like uh, need, same, desires yeah. as what XO and XO did. Before, yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? And then like, look, you're ruining so many things by just committing this halal mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. Right? And this is why like, and the, th- this is the other thing too, like we can't, the answer just can't be, this person's committing, not, let's, let them get married. Mm. Like you gotta, there's steps before that, right? Right, like things need to be fixed before we get to that point, you know. Because look, we know that emotionally, this is like, this is not good for you. Yeah, being in relationships that you know that end is never good for you. Physically, it's also not good for you. Yeah, mm. right. Because our mental state really controls how we we feel physically. Yeah, right. And if our mind is not right, if our mental side is not correct. Mm-hmm. What ends up happening is our physical bodies are going to suffer from it. Mm. Then on top of that, you have like the spiritual aspect. Mm. Like you are threading the path to Jahannam. Mm. Like do you really want to do that? You know? Yeah. Subhanallah. I, I mean, think, Allah, bro, I mean, I mean, I mean, mm. I mm. think what people fail to recognize, Sheikh, like when they hear the deen and yeah. uh, the 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 laws and the impermissibility and haram halal they take it so light and they categorize that as yeah that's deen that's mm-hmm. deen mm-hmm. but they f- they think that deen and a lot of our lived experience are separated meaning like yeah. what's impacting us now in terms of emotional spiritually psychological physical health but if you look at the sheikh well a lot of the things that the deen has you know established it's permissibility what's right and what's right the procedures is really to protect all these other aspects yeah, yeah, yeah. because we didn't even talk about how you can be we talked about the emotion but how about like you can physically get sick by by, by exposing yourself to stds Allah, Allah. you mm-hmm. are li- well that's why for me personally that was huge as well yeah like well i'm not even because it's kind of gruesome for me i kind of get sick when i think about it but here's somebody else that you're doing it with of course they already obviously done it with other people yeah yeah so you're exposing the most vulnerable part of you. Mm-hmm. You only got one of these things, <laughs> either part, <laughs> and you are exposing yourself. <laughs> you are expose yourself to some real. You could expose yourself to some real diseases. I'm yeah, say that, yeah. And like, Allah. like is um. Wallahi, we talked about the deen. We talked about how you can experience how long of Wallahi, Allah knows of time in that just punishment in the dunya yeah. but bro you can actually be experiencing some real pain right now yeah, talk, yeah. Like, i was gonna say something but you know <laughs> can i say something real quick yeah. like it was something that it was in my head and i feel like i also went through the same type of thing you know what i'm saying yeah and i feel like since like i didn't grow up as religious as everybody else you know what i mean mm-hmm. so 
like in my head, like, and I'm pretty sure this is what a lot of people think, because mm. it's like, oh, I'm gonna commit this because Allah is all forgiving. Mm -hmm. He will forgive you at the end of the day, no matter what. So mm -hmm. you commit it with the intentions of your heart. Oh, He's gonna forgive me. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And He knows exactly what's gonna happen, what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's the problem that like a lot of us have. I feel like, in my opinion, it's like. Oh yeah, Allah's gonna forgive us at the end of the day. And may Allah forgive us. So you're trying to us. plan around Allah yeah. subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yeah. As if you could take Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's rahmah yeah. and be like, granted. Yeah. You know? yeah. How are you gonna play Allah That's what I'm saying. I feel like yeah. I feel like that that's what we do. Like we take Allah's rahmah for granted. Uh, and subhanAllah, like you know that's uh. so dangerous and wallah. May Allah forgive me, may Allah forgive all of us wallah. Like that's something that yeah. I've like it was in my head when I'm like, brothers, like I think we take God's rahma for granted oh, more than no, anything. That's the, Allah, that's you can try to fool somebody else. You can try, to, but Elahi's mercy are for those for who deserve it. Yeah. yeah, not somebody trying to play hopscotch with who the one who sees and yeah. all things. La ilaha illallah. So, so you know this is this is actually uh, the hadith of the Prophet He says that the intelligent one mm -hmm. is the one that holds himself accountable and he works for the hereafter. Mm. The foolish one is the one that follows his desires. And he has hope that Allah is, you know, mercy is gonna come from Allah. Here he right? is. Like, <laughs> yeah. Think about that. That is uh, foolish, bro. That, like foolish. you are going to do everything. But but if you think about it, yeah. What do Muslims, especially at that age, really know about Islam? Mm. When they go to the masjid, if they go to the masjid, yeah, the khutbah is gonna talk about the mercy of Allah. Mm. They're really going to hear like. Mercy of Allah. Yeah. So what ends up happening is this is the only thing they know about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That he's mercy. Uh, that he's merciful. Yeah. You recite like your everyone reads Fatiha. Mm -hmm. And majority of us already have like an understanding of what Bismillah rahman rahim means. Mm -hmm. And we don't really hear other things about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because we don't have access to knowledge at that age. Yeah. So what ends up happening is all we know is Allah is merciful. Now you know that doing this thing is haram. Yeah. But then your mind tells you, yeah, you know, Allah, Allah can forgive you. Mm. So go ahead, do this thing. So and this is from what? Where does it come from? This is how Shaitan gets you. Mm. Right. This is this is from the tricks of like Shaitan. Wow. Right. He he's he convinces you that Allah is al Ghafur, Allah is al Rahim. He, anything you do, Allah will forgive you. Yeah. Go ahead and do this thing. Alright. So that's really the problem, right? Like. They don't know that one. I don't think a lot of people even know dating is haram. Really think about it. I don't yeah. think they understand. Like I shouldn't be doing this thing. Right. Like, you have somewhere they'll set the boundary. At, like I'm not going to commit zina, but everything else is okay. Right. But you're gonna. It's yeah. like You're gonna. It's like sliding. You're gonna slip into some yeah. haram. <laughs> you're gonna find yourself. My guy said he's gonna. But what if they don't though? <laughs> Does it still make it haram? What yeah. if they don't? They don't touch. They they just. So if they don't touch. And if you don't commit zina, yeah, are you really dating? But they're doing it in terms of getting to know the person. So okay, let's actually let's focus on this part. Yeah, how do you get to know a person before you get married to them? Through right, your parents? Like, no, I mean obviously uh, they're like in our times. Yeah, it's very hard for you to just be like, I'm walking down the street. Yeah, I see a Muslim sister. I'm gonna find out who she is and I'm gonna go tell her I wanna marry her. Mm -hmm. Right? One, uh, sister's gonna be like, there's a weirdo. Yeah. You're staring way too hard. Two, the parents are going to be like, what's wrong with this? Mm -hmm. But, you know, there are some coaches that I've seen, you know, through my travels, alhamdulillah, where 
as soon as you like like you see a girl that you think you want to get married yeah you tell your family and then the family tells the girl's family mm. and then at that moment you two will start talking wow. yeah to see if you're compatible and if you're compatible you'll end in marriage If you're not, you go your separate. You way. say you've seen some cultures. Yeah, there's yeah. some cultures. You want to tell us some cultures? The, there's a lot of people that would like to. Would you found like specific cultures? No, it's not our culture. It's not our culture. It's for not sure. our culture. Arab, right? Not, yeah, yeah, out of out of in the desis. Right? Yeah, like, this is this is how typically they go about marriage. Right. But right? before you even talk to the girl, you tell the family and the family, and and obviously you still have the American way of yeah. you talk to the girl, mm. then you go to her. Yeah, you know. For us, that's how it is. Our culture is you find the girl and then bring it to your parents. And sure, yeah. man, I'm going to let you continue, but I also want to throw in something else. The expectation for a lot of us is mm-hmm. that we try to get, like, I've heard this the analogy said, but it's very true. It's like you're trying to, like, have the girl fall in love with you mm-hmm. for her to even consider marrying you. Yeah. It's like, let me first prove myself. Let me talk. Let me sweet talk her. Let me butter her up. And, and then, then like, start what's saying, up, okay, man? what's up with the marriage? Mm. Yeah. So that's kind of the expectation. Mm-hmm. So I just want you to like kind of dial that in, Sheikh, like as you're talking about the correct approach. Mm-hmm. It's like, what if, what if we're dealing with these kind of sisters who are like apprehensive about really talking about yeah. a man yeah, without being all emotionally invested? Yeah, because you know? yesterday I got my homie called me. He's like, what are you doing tomorrow? I said, I'm about to be talking to Sheikh Fuad about how I'm relationship. Yeah. You know? And he asked me to ask you the same question I just asked you. Mm-hmm. What if you're not committing zina, you're not touching, but you are talking to this woman? Okay. You know? Then, mm-hmm. therefore, is that a haram relationship? Okay. So, um, we have to understand, for talking to a girl, generally, it's not haram. Mm. Right? And a girl talking to a boy, generally, it's not haram. When it becomes haram is when, you know, all of a sudden, your voice changes. Mm. You know, the things that you talk about start changing. Yeah. So it's not no more like, you know, how tall are you? What do you look like? How's everything? What are your deal breakers? What, you know, uh, what, do you what, like? what are you interested in? And it's like, I had such a long day. Your voice makes it better. <laughs> you know? Mm. <laughs> And you know, once you get to that point, it's yeah. over. <laughs> okay, I feel you, it. You, you're not really thinking about, oh, I'm, I'm getting to know her. Mm. You pass that point for your voice to now change. For the words that you used to change. Right? And now it's like, she'll... Both of you guys become easier mm. in like holding those boundaries. Okay. So you start what you start to see is that you talk about things that you're not comfortable with talking to with other people. Mm. At that point, like you should know, there's some line that was crossed. Mm. So and the other thing is, I think to make it like the most halal possible way. Yeah. Is when you talk to her, don't talk to her on the phone. Mm. Right. Talk to her maybe in the presence of people. Okay. In okay. a public place where there's family members of hers, and you're like, let's say you bring somebody here, right? You can sit over there, right? And she can sit over here, and then you'll have somebody over there, right? Like, and who's that somebody? Like, preferably her family members. Okay. Right. Mm. Um, you want you don't want like friends and stuff like that because they really won't care. Mm. But you going to you're going to have like that shyness. Yeah, of, yeah, yeah. Like I'm not I'm not going to be reckless. Yeah. Right? And then once it goes from here to like you FaceTiming her, it's no lo- like you're not longer talking to her to get mm. to know her. Right. Uh, at this point it becomes different. Mm. And then now, right, can you ask another girl for the same thing? Right? right? Can you talk to another girl to see if you get if she's compatible with you to get married? Yeah. At that point you can't because you, you know, now you're actually in a relationship. Okay. When you start talking to somebody really you So can't. the idea of a relationship is haram. 
so not so like in in the western way yeah it is okay but he's saying right. there's certain boundaries that you have to practice so how about this mm-hmm. let's give like some let's do rapid fire let's say you take a girl out mm-hmm. you say hey i want to take you to starbucks mm-hmm. you're in a public setting mm-hmm. i just want to talk to you i just want to see like who you are i want to introduce myself let's talk about some of the things like this so let's say you do that it's a public setting. let's say no if family's you, yeah. there no if you told that you're her family her family's aware they're aware okay mm-hmm. Make sure they send somebody, and you should be good. Mm. But if there's nobody there, and it's just yeah. you two, it's over. Okay. It's Therefore, over. Which makes it haram. Yeah. Okay. It's over gotcha. for you to do that. Okay. Even in a public setting. Mm. You think these kufar care? They don't care? No. I just want to say that because there's a lot of people, Muslims, who do that. They yeah, go to yeah, Olive yeah. Garden, they go to whatever, and then what? It's just the two. And say, so we're not doing anything. We're in the public setting. What else are we, we going to do? That's haram. So I just so, want to okay. Actually, and then the other thing, too, is uh, hmm. the Prophet, he told us that. When two non-mahram people are together, a boy and a girl are together. Mm-hmm. Do you know what shaitan does? Mm-hmm. Whispers. Not only whispers. He's playing with two things. <laughs> all right, mm-hmm. And I think we all know what that means. Okay. Wow. Right? So he's, he's playing with these two things. And all of a sudden, this pri- like it's just you and her. Nobody else is here. Even if the store's mm-hmm. full. Because shaitan like, really gets to you. And then what happens? Right, you do go the first time. You're like, you leave, and you have the desire, like you have to go back. You have mm. to do that thing again. Mm. So then you go for the second date. You go for the third one. You go for fourth one. All of a sudden, you used to sit across the tables. Now she's sitting right next to you, mm. <laughs> and you don't know like how that happened. Okay. Right. <laughs> no. I've been on TikTok too much. Bro. Right. Nah, you know that <laughs> that fifth date. You look up. <laughs> oh yeah, y'all know what it feels like. No, I don't know. I don't know, but I can guess where it's going. Yeah, I don't know exactly it's what he's like, talking you know? about. So I'm not even saying, bro. But Subhanallah. Mm-hmm. So Sheikh, I, I'm actually curious about this. You know, we talk about the dates progressing, progressing, yeah. and it's like, okay, yeah, we're gonna do this. We're gonna have the person over there. You know, but there are some people who say, you know. Um, okay, okay, I'm down with that. You got, you're already pushing me that far, but inshallah, I feel less path so I'm going to try to go take this approach. Yeah. But some people, Shaq, they're very hesitant in marriage, right? They're getting married, yeah. They, to get married, right? They say, I really want to know this person. Some sisters, very high expectations. Some guys, very afraid of the responsibility. So they're really dragging this out, you know? And some people, maybe, they might be, there might be an extreme, like they're too hasty. Maybe they're just like, you know, I'm really just trying to fulfill my desire. This sister, boom, she's willing. I'm down. You know, so mm-hmm. there's that opposite type, opposite side too. So I really want to start having us analyze, check like, when does it become, okay, this person will make a good partner? What qualities are we looking at? And how long does that typically take? Is there a set time or is that person a person? I want us to have that conversation. Because I can add from my experience, but also from the Islamic knowledge and just as brothers. Yeah. You know? So you go ahead. What do you think? Okay, man, I'm just going to go straight into it. Yeah. I believe, Sheikh, like, when you are getting to, quote-unquote, know somebody and you're young, yeah. I feel like a lot of us are... Capping, brother. Not only capping, Sheikh, but we have a lot of baggage with us. Yeah. So we have a lot of baggage, whether it's from our childhood, whether it's from our relationship with our parents or the mm-hmm. what we were modeled with our households or our experiences in general. Mm-hmm. And so maybe some immaturity. Mm-hmm. And I think in a lot of ways, we kind of get into a relationship that's already very difficult. And it shows up, you know. And I feel like 
for me personally, I think a lot of people before they get in a relationship, this is me, but I'm not going to tell you what to do because you have desires. Well, like, that's you and your akhirah. Yes, you is. have to make that decision. Nobody should tell you. Yeah. That's why I, I was not listening to nobody when I made my decision because mm-hmm. it was me and my akhirah. Yeah. But what I now, the approach I take is like, make sure that you are fully healed in mm-hmm. any capacity, right? Uh, I was reading this book, Shek, like this is what it said. It said, if you had a relationship with your parents that was this, like for example, a girl who didn't have a relationship with her father that was very good. She sees a man, he emulates certain behaviors or mm-hmm. toxic traits. And what? She latches onto that. And she might misinterpret mm-hmm. that as love. Okay. Or a man who had an unhealthy relationship with her mother. She was very emotional all over the place. So he was seen as someone that has to help a, a woman that's emotionally unstable. Mm-hmm. So what? He gets into a relationship with an emotionally unstable woman. Mm-hmm. So we tend to hop into the relationship where we're having kids. We're getting in relationships, but we didn't do the healing. When you, when you have that spark with somebody right away, mm-hmm. it's the familiarity. Something something's reminding yeah. you of something. And a lot of times it feels good, but... It, it's a red flag. You need to look and sit back. Yeah, yeah. And when you're young, you don't really process that. But as an older person, Chef, what I say is like, make sure you're healed. But also when you're getting to know the person, yeah. well, you don't need to know a lot. You mm-hmm. really do not know. They say the hard part is getting to know somebody, uh, finding somebody. No, the hard part is the marriage itself. Yeah. So really leading up to it for me is like, the deal breakers, know the person's deal breakers, mm-hmm. right? Have them outline it. Make sure this person is mature mentally, emotionally stable. Mm-hmm. And kind and compassionate, and on the dean, of course. Yeah, they have these qualities. Well, like then you tell them your deal breakers. If you're emotionally stable, are you emotionally healed? Are you ready for a relationship? Because it's mm-hmm. not. Hey, bro, I can say a lot, but the one thing is like this: uh. if you're a brother and you're a sister, and you see some traits in somebody before marriage, and you yeah. say, you know, this can change. It's not. Look at this person and say, "This is what I'm gonna have to put up with the rest of my life." Yep. That's the mindset you need to go with it. Here's you know? the, here's the but question. I just want to say that and I'm a throwback. But I'm uh, sorry yeah. for going on and on. No, here's the question I have for you. When you talk about maturity level, how could that, How could we move on to be mature if two 16-year-old people are getting married and as Muslim community, we should be encouraging them, but we're out here lashing them for getting married at a young age. That's why I, that's why I pre-say, I pre- um, you know what I mean? I preface this by saying, look, this is your akhirah. Yeah. If you were to tell me, Idris, yo, don't do this, don't do it. I'm going to look at you back there. I was like, you ain't telling me nothing. Even right I now, remember. I would have backed up my old me and said, don't tell him nothing. This is what he needs to do. Yeah. So don't tell, I'm not going to tell a 16-year-old or yeah. 17, 18, I'm not going to tell you what to do. But I'm going to say, this is something you need to consider. Mm-hmm. Well, I personally, bro, like, look, if you need to get in therapy, get in yeah. therapy. Did you have a troubled childhood? You know what I'm saying? Did you, like, what is your idea of relationships? Mm. Are you out here getting into toxic relationships? Okay. If you don't solve that now, wallah, you will repeat the same mistakes. Yeah. Unless you sit back and you say, what's happening in my subconscious? And, man, a relationship is a tough investment, so this is something you do need to consider. But, bro, your your desires are your desires. And I would rather have somebody do something in a halal way and learn from their mistakes and become more mature yeah. like I have yeah. versus do haram man, and, and lose their iman. Yes. Like, nice really, that's what it is. Right? So, but to get to that point, right, all right, there's so many we could say about you know, this <laughs> little rant home you went on. Right? Yeah, yeah. But the first thing is we have to understand that marriage in our communities needs like a systemic change. Like Big how man. we view marriage needs to change. It cannot be this westernized way that we look at marriage. Mm-hmm. Secondly, the way that we view divorce and divorcees mm. need to completely change. Mm. Right? Today, being divorced, this is like one of the worst things that a person can, you know, 
be like the title that you could have. Yeah. But if we change the way that we look at it and the way that we process marriage, we need. So this is this is what we have to do. Mm-hmm. Getting divorced is still a bad thing. Yeah. Right? It's not good. Yeah. Right. But it should not also come with the stigma that that is attached to like being a divorcee. Yeah. Right. We should still tell people do not get divorced. Try to avoid divorce at all costs. Yeah. But once you do, it needs to just be like, okay, this is the qadr, this is what happened. Yeah. So I feel like the helped. extreme of that mm-hmm. is that people take that. They became way too lenient with divorce. Yeah, people mm. have become like, oh, he's doing this to your sister? Khalas. Khalas. You Even. have a kid in the picture. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. The man. Man, you can find a sister, bro. Stop tripping over this. Khalas. Mm. It's that mm-hmm. other extreme. Mm-hmm. Our parents, you they were told like, oh, I'm about to think about divorce. They were like, no, everybody no, said, it. you are not divorcing. Mm. Nope. So there's that extreme. I personally check like the idea, even the galo, the kufar, they had yeah. this where divorce was a huge stigma. And me personally, Sheikh, I think that if we look at, I definitely understand where you're coming from, but I, I think there's a balance, you know? Mm. And, I, and I know that's what you're talking about because, man, wallahi, Sheikh, wallahi is tough. Yeah, because I feel like when people get divorced, it kind of like, it shows like, let's say if the community knows that you were married and they heard like you got divorced, it kind of like gives them some type of like, um, it mess with their psychic a little bit. They're like, oh, they got different. What makes me think that I could get married and be okay? Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it kind of like pushes the person back to be like, nah, they choose Vanessa the what, looking a lot more, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. Not on relationships. Yeah. You feel me? Mm-hmm. So that's, I feel like that's the thing. So it's like agreeing with what you were saying, the stigma of divorce shouldn't be looked that way. If two yeah. people don't work out, as by the qadr of Allah, Allah mm-hmm. didn't meant for them right. to work out. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. You should leave up to them. Yeah. Right. But that shouldn't stop you from wanting to still... Your journey, your path. Your yeah, path. So, so, so the thing is, is because of, like, how do we view them once they're divorced? Mm-hmm. Right? That's what we... It's not the fact that they got divorced. Right. But it is everything that's attached with being divorced that mm-hmm. makes you like, whoa. Yeah. I don't even want to get married because this is how it ends. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, and you know, as the joke goes, yeah, because a lot of people like that I've had conversations with, mm-hmm. they tell me, "Hey, bro, I've seen a lot of people get married young and get divorced. Like, I don't want to put myself in that predicament." So why? You know what I mean? Why don't they want to put themselves in that predicament? Mm-hmm. It's because Allah, once Allah. you're divorcee, this is how we look at you. Yeah, mm-hmm. but if we could get rid of that, yeah, would it really matter then if you mm-hmm. see someone no. get? Because how long have divorces been around? Really as long as marriages have been around, right? right? The leading cause of divorces are what marriages. Yeah, right? yeah that's really <laughs> <true>. <laughs> That's really yeah. what it is. Right? Yeah. So you can't really have marriages without divorces. No. Nah. And you can't have divorces without marriage. Right. But it shouldn't be just the same way that when a person actually gets married, mm. it's not really a big deal to us. Yeah. Divorce should also be the same thing. Yeah. But it shouldn't be like, hey, man, right. uh, she woke up, uh, she yelled at you today, mm. she said this to you, khalas, just divorce her. Right. Mm. That's not how it should be. It shouldn't and be. I think when it's young yeah. people, when you remember you said, like, how do you do with young people and dealing with this? Yeah. And having to have this emotional maturity. This is where people who do have that come into place. Mm. You see, that's what you have now. Instead of these people who are enabling haram, this is yeah. where you f- facilitate and enable halal to mm. allow it to flourish. Those people yeah. who do have that emotional intelligence, that maturity, mm. the experience to come in and mm. Boom, 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 boom! Not run away from the situation. Yeah, you know mm-hmm. they're gone when you're trying to get married. They're gone when you're getting divorced. Yeah, yeah. and that's where they really we have to rely on our elders to really help while they're young. Yeah, you know. So that that is a huge, huge component. Bro. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree with that a lot. You know? Yes, yeah, Subhanallah. So, man, it's a lot that we talked about. Uh-huh. Uh, but I feel like there's one more last part that I want to end it on. It's like, 
how do we encourage people lastly to choose the path of halal how do we encourage people to choose halal relationship getting to know someone the right way right and marrying the right way right and what is what is the benefit of that what is the reward of that what is the outcome of that well like to be honest i'm sitting here and i'm thinking like how do you convince a 16 year old that's going to public school he's in high school mm-hmm. everyone around him has boyfriend and girlfriend how do you convince him that hey you need to stay away from this thing and then he looks at her, she says okay what do i do i have yeah. these things that i have to fulfill you ha- have to just fear allah and wait until that time until the time you could get married Here's the thing though with Like that. that doesn't work Yeah So like what options Really is there for us Right mm. This Like this type of way We can say that it, it works In like the Muslim lands Because one They're going to school They don't actually see this Yeah right? They don't see boyfriend Girlfriend They don't And When you don't see people Committing zina Yeah When you're not around people That are committing zina It's still Like it's something That's foreign to you Mm. So you're not thinking constantly about it. Yeah. Uh, and this is why like the our environments are very very important. Mm. But mm. unfortunately we're here. So what do you actually tell him to do? Right? Besides like the only thing we can tell them is hey fear Allah, don't do this because Allah said it's haram. Mm. But is that enough to stop them from committing like doing this thing compared to what they're seeing every day? Mm. So I don't even know how to answer this question, akhi. And I, like I hate to leave it at this point but <laughs> like <laughs> what do you do yeah this is the trial yeah this is the test this yeah. is wallahi this is where we pray that our jannah is uh, rewarded to us for our struggles facts you know there's no easy route you yes, know probably. you might go through a relationship it may not work out and you may go through something tough but you pray that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala rewards you because you did yeah. it the best way you could mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. versus we talked about the harps You open yourself to a lot of harm so you have to ask yourself look am i willing to delay that type of gratification mm. am i willing to be and this is another thing it's like we act very impulsively mm. and i th- go, go ahead, go we ahead. act very impulsively and we we feel entitled yeah that we need to act upon every desire or carnal desire yeah you know we, i i need to eat that food i need to eat that donut i need to watch that video i need to watch that movie and everything is i need i need i need and i'm entitled to it. and if i don't get it i'm gonna find a way mm-hmm. bro this is what i think wallahi you we need to practice some discipline i know that's the hardest thing to say yes we right. need to practice some self-constraint like bro I've, I've, i've been single about a year mm-hmm. completely single Stuff, yeah. i ain't got no second wife in the background yeah, you know? same, yeah. Single, like was, this is how it was <laughs> but wallahi like hadda the second time around it's like i'm a yes yeah, tough But the same thing is like I'm accountable for my own actions. Like yeah, for sure. I'm yeah. accountable, and you know that's the approach that we need to take. And it's like start facilitating, start yeah. talking to. There you go. Start talking to. Start talking. Start seeing what's out there. Start opening out. Start asking. You know. And when it comes, Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, when He provides it for you, do not block it by saying I'm not ready. I'm not this. Yeah. Do not complain in one breath while also pushing it away in another. Mm. You know. So that's something that we need to acknowledge yeah. as a youth. And then, wallahi, we'll see that it's much more easier than we'll make it out to Yeah, you. true. Yeah. So, you know what I just thought about? No, mm-hmm. you go ahead. You have something to no, say. yeah, there was something that I thought about. Like, like the question you said is how do we encourage young Muslim youth? I feel like, in my opinion, it starts from the house. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. if your parents are out here encouraging haram relationship and like, oh, yeah, you're talking to this person, it's okay, da-da-da, 
then you're going to end up going in that path. But if your mm-hmm. parents are like, oh, you're talking to this, if they encourage you at a young age to be like, hi, yep, you want to do this, mm-hmm. let's wait till, until you finish high school, you're getting married right away. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It comes from that. But at the same time where you said to be self-disciplined, let's say you were to tell the kids 16, 15 high schoolers to be like, partic- I feel like women can do it, but to ask with a man, I'm sorry, you got phones. Oh, yes, and exactly. you guys know where I'm going that's with this. That's another episode. That's another yeah, episode. Sure, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Very needed to be So it's about. like you got your phones. That's a whole different type of complete because now it's not only you have to physically. And we, we're not hiding yeah, from this. This you know is actually a topic that we've been actually talking about back and forth yeah, that we will talk about, like, inshallah. You don't have to physically touch a woman for yeah, so your you mind to, Allah. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You got phones. And yeah, it's well, you know so pretty and much that's another part of the what I was talking about the entitlement yeah it's like you th- like, having self dis because if you can stop that boy I salute you yeah all that stuff you feel me mashallah you know what I mean yeah. so for me that's exactly what I wanted to say it's like you know the real quick even the Galo they're not even Muslim and they're practicing this thing they call it uh, I'm gonna say it's kind of funny but they call it nofap you know yeah. that's what they call it. Mm-hmm. The non-Muslims are practicing this. Oh, and yeah. they're saying why? Because how harmful it is. This is going to be another episode. So it's yeah, like it's if they are recognizing the harms, and we're talking how detrimental that is spiritually, yeah, but how much it can impact your biology, your Like your brain, you mentally. Your, yeah. your mentally, your physically, yeah. Yeah. all that. So we'll save another one. Stash inshallah. that, inshallah. Yeah. We plan to have someone who's actually, Put it in inshallah. our back pockets. No, Y'all wait yeah. on that. For sure. But yeah. wallahi, I feel like for me, it just starts from the house. I think that's the perfect way. So, like, the advice I can give you now is let us convince the parents yeah. that getting married young, right. it's not as, as bad as they make it seem. Mm-hmm. The funniest thing is when they got married, they're very young. Mm. Right? Yeah. We're thinking about, you know, Shala. late teens and early 20s that they're getting married. Yeah. But now when it's their, you know, the children, their children's turn, it's like, no, it's not happening. Mm-hmm. You know, and maybe that might be coming from we did it at that time mm-hmm. and... Not they really become an adopted by this uh, culture. Uh, yeah. Because yeah. it's like we lived in a country where, like, this is their normal, excuse. Yeah. Mm. We lived in a country where it was so simpler. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So Which we, is like, we have to, we have to, if we don't convince the parents that if your kid comes to you at 16 and he says, hey, I don't want to commit zina tomorrow, I want to get married, mm. you should be like, Khalas, let's figure out what we need to do by tonight so that you're married. Mm. Right? To protect you from that. Because yeah. we need to really understand how bad zina is. How haram it is, how harmful it is. And then on top of that, the kids also need to understand that, hey, you don't have to be in this haram relationship. Here's the halal alternative. Mm-hmm. And once that's like presented to them that way and you have these options and the parents are understanding, you won't have this issue. Mm-hmm. But how do we get to that point? You know, that's the, that's a really issue. It's, it's going to be an ongoing yeah. effort yeah. and it's going to be continued discussion and dialogues mm-hmm. and raising awareness. It's three brothers talking in here, mm-hmm. but it's like going to be a lot of y'all internalizing yeah. this and discussing this with your community. And that message will continue to be spread. Mm-hmm. For sure, yeah. This is what we need to start the, the discussion. Mm-hmm. Um, so, subhanAllah, yeah. uh, man, we're about an hour in, man. And yeah, I think, uh, subhanAllah, I think we talked about a lot and there's a lot more that could be said. For sure, yeah. yeah. But, uh, inshallah, Part two I think soon, we're going yeah, to mm-hmm. go ahead and... Um, End it right here, but yeah. Subhanallah, I think this was very beneficial, Shaykh. I, mean, I, I mean, I think mean. this is gonna impact a lot of people, and um, I think they're gonna be able to internalize this and actualize this and think about it and have conversations surrounding it. Yeah, mm-hmm. towards khair, so that yeah, they can do what's halal instead mm-hmm. of you know what Shaytan inclines us towards. Yeah. yeah. So uh, thank you, Shaykh, for, like for, for having me. Thank you, thank you, man. Yeah. 
having us sitting with you guys. Of course, thank you know, you. benefiting from yeah. your your knowledge and you always being willing to come and, yeah, and talk to the brothers. May yeah. Allah reward you. Amen. All right, y'all. Well, inshallah, I hope you guys benefited this episode of Talk Your Haq. I think this was, uh, you know, very profound. Yeah, very true. Assalamu alaikum, brother.